Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PPC Show, brought to you by AdStage. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Prater. And today is June 28th, 2019. These are your top headlines in paid marketing. And, J.D., I am very curious to know, did you sell your house yet? Oh, so close. All right, so we went in this morning, and we did our signing of the docs. So hopefully by July 3rd, we close. So hopefully they don't back out in the next four days. Okay, Fingers so crossed. we'll find out on the next show, I guess, if uh, if, if officially so but close. Come on, you're not gonna back out at this stage. But hey, you never know. Like I, right? I, is there a crossed. ceremonial pen you use, and like like there's music playing, and you sign some document? Uh, no, it took like 30 minutes, and we had a, an amazing guy that helped us out, like a notary, the, just the most fascinating dude. Um, he's from Honduras, moved here like 34 years ago, and he can speak. Uh, like, like he's 23 different languages, he said. But, like, he's not, like, fluent in all of them. But, like, he started speaking Japanese, started speaking Punjabi. He could do Arabic. He could do uh, Hawaiian. I mean, he was just, like, speaking. And you're like, bro, what? you're in the wrong job. You should be, like, in the Foreign Service or something. <laughs> right. And he's a notary. Notary is a, a funny job, too. Those things. Talk about jobs being automated away we talk a lot about like as marketers are we going to have jobs in the future who would think notaries would still be around in the age of DocuSign and you know virtual signatures I know he made sure I signed it you know I was like really <laughs> yeah I know they watch you and then they turn it around and they sign and they have their little stamp it's all very official and like I'm sure you could totally forge all that stuff and it doesn't matter it's pretty ridiculous all right well good luck uh I'm sure everyone will go fine, and you will be uh, much richer the next time we talk to you. <laughs> Hopefully, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you had some guests on. You do like a thousand podcasts, but you were telling me you're on the Martech podcast. How'd that go? It went really well. So yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Martech podcast, really worth it. He does a daily podcast. It's insane. Like and like the guests are really really good. So go check it out. But uh, this week, I'm on there twice. We did one day on organic. So how, you, how do you write on Quora? How do you use it for content syndication? And then the other side uh, that just came out today was around Quora ads. So go go check that out. And then I, I'm even going to plug the episode right before my organic. Okay, so today's paid. Yesterday was the content organic side. Go check out Wednesday because they had a uh, podcast analytics for advertisers and they were talking about attribution and it's really cool how they tie together attribution for podcast advertisers i thought i was like geeking out and i'm like i'm ready to sign up like let's do this attribution let's do it wow and who <laughs> who runs the podcast um his name is benjamin shapiro oh, and nice. uh yeah really nice not to be confused with ben shapiro which i all of you guys out there <laughs> i know i <laughs> I feel bad for him. I was like, how much do you hate this? Well, if you don't know, he's one of the like right winger guys, right? Isn't yeah. He's one of the like yeah. famous Milo Janopoulos uh, and him and uh, the Alex. I don't know. That, Whatever. Uh, he's he's in that category. So Reminds me of that no talent ass clown from uh, Office Space, you know, when they have the same name as, uh, uh, what is it? Michael Billy Bolton. My, Michael Bolton. Yeah. Right. Michael Bolton, that no talent ass clown. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway. And then... There was one other thing. Oh, the debates. Well, debates you know, we don't want to get too political. We get yelled at for yeah. being anti-Trump, but uh, that's not going to change. But uh, <laughs> we—I mean, we both watched the Democratic debates, so right off the bat, you know where we're headed here. But what did you think? Did a, Did you watch both days? 
Yeah, go ahead and fast forward if you don't want to hear this. So it's like, like a, you know, a skip button. Go ahead. But uh, yeah, I did. Well, we tr- I tried. You know, it started at like 6 p.m. here. Like that's when we started feeding the kid and then, you know, bath time, put him down. So I missed like the first half of each one, but kind of got the highlights afterward. And man, you know who I'm like really into right now? Yeah, is, who are uh, your top, top? Uh, Mary Ann. Is that her name? Mary Ann. The <laughs> she is amazing <laughs> from last night. I was dying, dude. I was like, is she going to cast a spell on Trump? What is this? You know, I missed. Uh, so uh, I did watch both days and on replay. Actually, last night, my girlfriend and I just watched the first day, about 80% of it, and then only maybe like 30% of yesterday. So I didn't see a lot of her. Uh, but I knew about her. You know, I live in Marin, so a lot of people are into holistic living and crystals and whatever. And that seems to be right up her alley. So she's not that strange to me. I'm like, oh, she looks like, you know, she act, acts like half the people in Marin. But, um, <laughs> she could be your neighbor. That's Yeah, she very likely could be could be my neighbor. Um, but it was funny having her there, though, because it was such like a, you had the, especially day two when you had like Joe Biden and uh, Bernie, kind of these old politicians like screaming well i guess bernie's the screamer and then biden's the you know my dad once told me and and hey look he does a lot of the hey look yeah look we got some problems generic political speech but anyway on the good side did anybody stand out to you was like oh that was good um yeah you know like super impressed with elizabeth warren i you would ask me six months a year ago i'd been like no too left too liberal but i think she's kind of I think she said she did 2,000 town halls, and I think she's kind of come back a little bit more to the middle, which, of course, I'm I'm more moderate, and I like that. And so um, I think Kamala Harris had a great, you know, showing as well. Uh, Cory Booker's got some pretty good, like, stage presence and pretty substantive as well. And then, you know, Mayor Pete's Mayor Pete. You know, I was like, meh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think I'd, you know, vote for him but uh i think what's really cool so our head of data scientists uh here at cora he just uh quit to go be mayor pete's head of analytics so wow I thought that was kind of cool yeah um yeah i agree with you uh cory booker looked good uh kamala or kamala uh, kamala I, harris I, 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 I know i don't uh, um, yeah she i've heard it both ways but she looked brilliant i thought she came off smart she came off passionate she came off uh, she kind of put herself above the crowd a little bit with like, hey, kids, let's stop fighting type attitude. Uh, so I thought she looked good. Also, Bill de Blasio, I was like, no one cares about Bill de Blasio. I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. But then I was, every time he said something, and he has black children? Did you see when he was like yeah. schooling Cory Booker? I'm like, I'm the only one on stage who has raised a black son in this. And I was like, what? Uh, so And then his parents died his dad was a war veteran who commits suicide like his personal struggles are real and he had a, a lot of really compelling stories so he I, I don't know if he'd make a good president he came off uh not necessarily presidential but i definitely he's on my radar i never even really considered he was in the running but i thought most of those folks all had a really good showing so did uh, julian uh julian castro what's that oh yeah the, the dude was really polished yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot when about he him. started shooting out like section 432 covers this, but section 197, like I was like, oh, this guy's smart. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he was, he was able to summarize everything in 30 seconds to a minute, and I thought he did. I don't know, he just, 
he was smooth. Like he I was, was yeah. I was real, really impressed. A little combative I'm, at times, but again, and then you have to remember, like all this stuff is basically like just bullshit because it's like political posturing. How much FaceTime can you get? Although Beto got a lot of FaceTime, and he was terrible. He was stiff and awkward, and he looked like he was just getting rolled over. People picked on him, and he just was like cowering at moments. He he really did not look good. And Mayor Pete, I'd never heard speak, and I thought he was he was okay, but he was a little dry and kind of like. He didn't have a few folks had passion on stage. The guy, the, the Colorado mayor or Washington governor, uh, he also was like this old guy yelling at you, like, "I did all this stuff. I'm the best one up here." But I, like, he was impressive. The things he was saying about what they've accomplished in Washington made me think he's pretty qualified. Yeah, yeah. We'll see but where it goes, man. I'm, I'm, uh, but and I remember whatever I think is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> because I get most of the elections very wrong, other than uh, Barack Obama, I guess. But uh, Okay, that's your politics for the day. Let's move on to the state of paid social. I don't know if you've read uh, the new Hannah Pin slash PPC Hero report, but that came out. If you haven't, make sure you check that out. It has a lot of good stats in it. Any Anything you take away from it? Uh, yeah. I mean, how about this one? The number of marketers investing in Quora has grown nearly 4x since last year. Yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, Imagine that. Don't, uh, you know, don't need to read anything else. That's all you need to hear. That is the takeaway. That is the headline. You should be on Quora. If you're not, where are you? You're so far behind. 4x since last year. Uh, so, you know, go. pretty cool stuff. Uh, I did also jot down that note that Quora, I, I saw that Quora beat both Snapchat and Pinterest in percentage of marketers uh, who are going to invest in that channel. I think that was the stat. Uh, so good job. Also, YouTube kind of beating LinkedIn in terms of where marketers are going to be spending money. Uh, so YouTube, I think, is really, just, I don't know if it's surging or if it was always that high, but uh, I, I think with video on the rise, more people having video strategy, that is probably growing. And really just social in general. I remember... You know, we're doing a lot of strategy planning and looking at Mary Meeker reports and IBM Trends, and, you know, they're talking about the future and video. And I remember it wasn't too long ago where people didn't think people were going to spend money on Facebook. And when I was at Kenshu, it was like, should we be in social? Are people really going to spend any money on Facebook? Does it really generate a return? Like, <laughs> times have changed. Oh, man, video is so hot right now. So hot. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think it is definitely contributing to YouTube because one, it's also scale and growth, right? And in YouTube, I feel like they've completely doubled down on their ads platform as far as what they're offering. I mean, putting lead gen forms and videos that makes complete sense, you know, getting quotes after something makes complete sense, shoppable campaigns in YouTube. So again, uh, that's, that is a perfect way to get and attract performance marketing dollars. And we have a headline this week, actually, from Engadget that YouTube is now going to also let you hide. On the user side, you can hide suggested videos. So one of the big problems with, uh, you know, you, if you watch one far-right video, so say you don't know who um, Alex Jones is or the other guy we just mentioned. Uh, the Shapiro. Far, yeah, Ben Shapiro. And you're like, oh, I'll go watch a video to see what he's all about. And then you're like, oh, yeah, not into that. But now, you know, you get these nonstop right-wing ads and nonstop suggested content for right wing and then god forbid your girlfriend's looking at your computer and she's like are you a flat earther and you're like no i just watched one you know those videos so anyway now you can hide those because enough people probably complained about it and there's also that problem with like uh children using the the service and then seeing a bunch of recommended content that's not for children so that's that's a, uh, a headline for youtube we actually have a ton of headlines 
this yeah, week. Yeah, let's get through them. We should go fast. All right, so that's one. Fast. If we want to stay in the in the YouTube slash Google world, uh, there's also a small change. Google rolled out this new small business portal. Mm. Uh, it's kind of, you know, you can put in your website and answer a few questions. It's supposed to spit out a bunch of, like, Google product recommendations for what you should be doing. Another attempt at Google to try to capture the SMB market. Didn't look in- incredibly useful or helpful, but it's live. You can check it out. Uh, and then there's another one that starts getting deep in the eCPC, enhanced CPC, and some changes. Uh, you should do this one because you're more of a search nerd than I am. Uh, I just noticed a bunch of um, bid strategies are going away. <laughs> yeah, so what you're able to do in the Google search world, you could do a portfolio strategy with your bid. And what the, one of those was called enhanced CPC campaigns. We all remember when those things rolled out, so eCPC. And that's going to be going away as a portfolio strategy, but you can still do it at the individual campaign level. So it's not going to go away. You can still do it. And it turns out that's how most of us were using it anyway. And so Google said, hey, people aren't really doing this, not really using it. Just do it at the individual level. So later this year, your portfolio, all your portfolio bid strategies that use eCPC will be converted into individual eCPC campaigns. So either go do it now or they're going to do it for you later. Nice. And they also did highlight some other changes we talked about before. Since they're getting rid of some of the uh, kind of ranking metrics about like the location of the search page, like uh, an average position moving to more of this top and ultimate top or whatever it's called. Um, so some of the old bid strategies around the target search page location and the outranking share, they're getting rid of those and they recommend you just use impression share bidding strategies for that. Yeah, yeah. Then we got some other stuff coming out too that they announced uh, getting your campaigns ready to reach the deal seeker. So uh, starting today, you can now create location groups, which uh, ultimately make it easier to promote a subset of business locations. So I think this is actually a pretty brilliant play. And I'm actually, again, it's like one of those things that they rolled out and you're like, wait, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. Like, I can't believe we didn't have this. Like, once you roll it out, you're like, oh, yeah. And so what it allows you to do is if you're selling some back-to-school products, you know, we got school coming up in just a couple of months, and you're they're only available at certain locations, well, now you can tailor your budget and your messaging to focus on those offers at that time. So that, that's a pretty cool one, and I think it's a really good rollout. And also, if you zoom out, it you know, with Black Friday, it still seems like it's forever away, but, you know, there's usually a feature freeze for a month or two before the holidays. So summertime is a good time to roll out changes for shopping. So there's also in the con, think about a Black Friday sale and all the madness that's going to happen in a short period of time. Although another story, Amazon's changing uh, their Amazon Prime Day from 24 hours. Last year, it was actually 36 hours. And this year, Amazon Prime Day is going to be 48 hours. So Maybe Black Friday will soon be a 48-hour period, but uh, either way, being able to control where you show ads physically in for events like Black Friday is really important. Yeah, and to that, they offer another announcement too, like with seasonality adjustments in smart bidding. So you got to be using smart bidding, of course, but you can now put in seasonality adjustments to help the agri- algorithm know that, hey, this is some seasonality uh, be ready for it, and it will help that system ramp up performance more quickly when you're using smart bidding. So, perfect example if you're getting ready for Black Friday in June. Yeah, at, at my last company, we used to do this too. We called it an event calendar where you could like load in what you expect, like major events that were coming up, but major events like your own business. So, if you do like a conference that you sponsor 
or you run or something like that, like then you're going to get a boost in traffic. So how can you tell Google algorithms about these changes so that they don't think it's because of some Google-related factor when in reality there was something in the real world that, that Google didn't know about uh, to impact the algo. And as, as machine learning, algo, tracking, all this stuff takes over soon, you won't need to tell Google anything because it will know more than we know. But it's still at the point where you need a human to, to tell Google some things it doesn't know uh, to make sure that the algos run properly. Yeah, and I think uh, I'll give you two more things that too uh, that they were said that you can add a promotion to your local inventory ads. So if you've got some in-store offers like twenty percent off, buy one get one free, you know, um, you can again adjust your ads to really highlight that you have that stock in available for nearby deal hunters. And then also they added thirty new categories for all your seasonal sales for in-market segments. And that's going to be across beauty, sports, education, and real estate. So 30 new in-market segments. Woo. Wow. Yeah. yeah I know. That, that, that's a big post. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of, of announcements. Good, a lot of Google features coming out. And then uh, I talked about Amazon Prime Day. So since we're in this kind of deals and shopping mindset, uh, we'll stick with Amazon. Prime Day will be two days. Uh, did you buy anything last Prime Day? No. Uh, I did 23andMe. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to do 23andMe for the data issues. But uh, no, for me, I, most of the stuff I don't really need. Uh, that's really what it, I'm, I, you know, I'm so pragmatic. And I think a lot of this stuff, I'm like, no, I'd like stick it to the man. I will not fall prey to my right. consumerism. And I might miss out on some deals. I mean, if I'm honest, but hey, two days this year, you know, what like billions like we should do over unders on how much money they're going to make next next week right it is i usually don't buy anything from it because you're right it's like it's it's like the dollar store where you're just kind of browsing you're like yeah sure i need the water pistol or i need a you know martini glass with my name on it or i don't know <laughs> like it's just random crap and that's what it feels like out of the stuff on there it's like oh do i need a new meat thermometer oh, sure but you're vegetarian but what if i need to measure the temperature of something uh like all that stuff but i did do amazon 23 me it was so popular that they couldn't fulfill it oh, uh, if, if you remember it was like the most popular thing they sold and i bought it and then they you know there's a big outcry about like hey i bought it and paid for it you can't back out and then they changed their decision and decided to fulfill anyone who bought it so i ended up getting it at the discounted rate so if you've been meaning to do 23 me i almost guarantee it will be on amazon because they probably sold as much as they did all year in that 24-hour period um and then speaking of selling on Amazon, Twitch is having a QVC-style event on Prime Day. So they're going to have all their like top streamers, well, not forcing them to, but it's optional if streamers want to basically sell videos QVC-style. And if they do, they get a cut of anything that gets sold, which is kind of hilarious. I mean, hey, you got to get the money. So you got Prime Day going. And, of course, how, how do you leverage Twitch, which, again, Amazon owns? And so they're teaming up um, with the influencer side of Twitch. And so now you can kind of sponsor them and, you know, they get a, they get a cut, you get a cut. I mean, it's, it, I think it's, it's a really good way to, to do it, man. Like it makes it, complete sense. It's also one of those things where like, it's almost so ridiculous. It's like a joke. So like millennials and even the Gen Z or whatever the next generation is called, um, you know, it's almost like, oh, we can make fun of this format because it's so ridiculous, but hey, I'm going to make some money. And, you know, so I bet there's a lot of folks that, that do it kind of tongue in cheek, but then it turns out to make money. And maybe then it turns into like a legitimate strategy for streamers on, on Twitch. 
Yeah, I think it too. It'll be a, a really good test too to see how well some of this stuff works out. You know, whenever you're thinking through energy drinks and gaming accessories, how well is it going to do being paired right next to a video game? So they're also going to be advertising some free Prime trials, which again you have to be uh, a Prime member to take advantage of these like Prime Days sales. So. I think there's some, there's definitely some overlap and definitely some collaboration that is going to happen when they can bring in these younger users, you know, Twitch being younger, 18 to 34, you can get them on that prime deal. And now you got lifetime shoppers forever because prime people don't leave. Right. Um, prime, prime for life. Not that I'm proud of it. Um, and Amazon, <laughs> I mean, it's working for them. They're expected. Well, if you just look at their ad spend revenue, so this new e-commerce stuff will probably fall into their ad category. Uh, it's supposed to grow from three to eight percent of the global digital ad spend in the next four years. So they expect tremendous growth for Amazon's ad revenue as digital as a whole category is supposed to reach five hundred and twenty billion dollars by two thousand twenty three. So Amazon, I guess if you own that Amazon stock, it's projected to do quite well. Yeah, I mean getting up to forty billion dollars a year in ad revenue come twenty twenty three, again. How much is this compared to Google? They're predicting Google will exceed 230 billion. So again, a small fraction, not really small, it's still a fraction of what Google makes. Uh, but that said, I mean, that definitely cements them as the number three in the triopoly. It so. is a fraction. I'm proud of your math skills. <laughs> Technically, so, it, it is, is a fraction. fraction. It is a not fraction. a small fraction though, but yeah. Um, stuff. Facebook, we got a bunch of calls. A uh, bunch of calls. <laughs> now we're running a radio show. Got a bunch of calls on the line about Facebook. Let's go to uh, our Italian friends first who have <laughs> stung Facebook with a $1.1 million fine based on the old Cambridge Analytica scandal. So they're finally getting fined from Italy. Apparently, uh, according to Italy, an Italian regulator, they say 57 Facebook users downloaded the uh, <laughs> This Is Your Digital Life quiz app, which was then kind of the snooping app and then you know any of their friends got their data stolen and they said it was a total of 214,000 plus users that had their information processed without consent and that turned into originally a fine of like 50,000 pounds or 50,000 euro and then they re redid the math and came out with 1.1 million dollars so you know it's peanuts for Facebook but it is perhaps the beginning of uh, a trend in fact I did see that the Irish DPC uh, which is some regulatory body in Ireland is also has a bunch of kind of uh, suit lawsuits or you know issues logged. So people are expecting to see a lot more of these fines come to pass. I know, and I mean this is like a year later, and you're like, oh yeah, Cambridge Analytica, yeah, and you're finally getting a million dollar fine. But I mean to be fair, uh, Italy did fine them last year for ten million. Uh, for misleading users over its sign-in practices. So I think these things are starting to add up. When you think about country by country and getting fined across all of them for Cambridge Analytica, and then you look at the U.S. and it's like, what did we do? Mm, eh, nothing, you know, come. Yeah. We, we can't even explain, like, they don't even realize that uh, Facebook runs ads. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, the best quote of all time. Like, how do you guys make money? And asking you know, Google to fix my Apple phone. It just also shows how, how clueless our regulators are. Well, and we, this is totally random, but in Mary Meeker's report, they had the GDP, I think, of different countries. Because uh, one of the trends that blew my mind, I think I mentioned when we talked about Mary Meeker, was that the U.S. spends like 63 or 5% of like our GDP on healthcare, which is mind-blowing. We were doing our strategy planning at AdStage, and I was like, 
forget about ads. Let's get into healthcare. I mean, it's like a multi-trillion dollar industry and expanding like crazy. So much waste, so many problems to solve. But um, anyway, I did also see like unemployment in the U.S., we can debate is unemployment really down where it's meaningful, but at least in traditional measurements, unemployment is really low. So if you want a job, it may be a terrible job with no benefits and a below a living wage, you can find one. But Italy is on the exact extreme opposite. There, like unemployment is still like forty something percent. So maybe Italy is just like so broke they just are like our strategy is to keep finding Google and Facebook to like, generate <laughs> revenue because our economy is like in the dump. Oh man, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one. Sorry, well, Italy. Uh, well, and also too, we're talking about like regulation. You know, Zuck, he was at the uh, what was it this week? The Aspen Ideas Festival, and he said in a fireside chat that hey, we're gonna do our best that we can in the absence of regulation. So hey, we're doing our best. Trust us. But at the same time, we shouldn't be the final word, and which is pretty interesting. So it's like hey, you know, like we got this. We don't need regulation. But hey, like maybe we do. And so it was this kind of weird juxtaposition in his own statement. And I was like, well, where, where do you stand on this? Like, yeah. where, do you want regulation? Do you not want regulation? I mean, nobody wants regulation at their heart of hearts. Even like if you just look at a personal level, like if you're living your life, do you want somebody like checking in on you and making sure you're doing certain things? Like you're like, ah, I got this. I can run my own show. But so I, I'm sure deep down he doesn't want the regulation, but he is saying, I think he's trying to share the accountability for the mess he has created by saying, hey, you know, I can't control trolls from election meddling and doing all this other stuff. So regulate us. It'll become everybody's problem. But don't break us up, because if you break us up, it makes us harder for us, Facebook, to address all these issues, because I can't just address them everywhere. Uh, you know, with one swoop, one fell swoop, we need to do them on each individual like product and WhatsApp and Instagram. and But it's kind of all BS. It's like in the debates yesterday when, you know, they were saying, hey, who agrees with universal health care funded entirely by the government? And a few people are like, you know, me. And then some people are like, it's impossible. We have private health care. And then Bernie was like, look, there's like 10 countries that do it. So don't tell me it's impossible. Maybe it's hard, but it can be done and it's already being done. So, you know, you just don't have the will to fight for it. I'm not saying universal health care is the right thing. Public private options. It's a long story. But anyway, if somebody else has done it, it's very hard to argue it can't be done. So Facebook, uh, you got to get it done. Don't think by getting the government in there to be the regulator, it's going to mean that your service can continue to be a, a shit show of uh, privacy leaks and trolls and uh, election interference. End of rant. Uh, they're trying. So they did announce more transparency around the elections, political ads, social issues with uh, continuing to roll out the ad library access which is where you can like go see you know who is paying for different political ads you could see uh, like who owns the pages the page name historically all this stuff we've talked about like four or five times to help see who's advertising and see the money behind that advertising facebook does have some tools they've been rolling out so they've now added them to like ukraine singapore canada argentina places with elections coming up yeah i think the key here too is they're really pushing back on the advertiser they're holding them accountable so it's no longer just facebook it's like hey you got to click here you got to sign this you have to say that you're using this ad correctly and that you are complying with all of the electoral and advertising and regulation laws if you're going to run ads once you do all of that cool like run them but as soon as you know you're doing it wrong or whatever that's on you and so that's what's going to be uh, a lot of fun for some of these guys that aren't doing it quite and up to par 
And there's more places to run ads. So now on Facebook, they announced you can also be able to place ads in Explore. Uh, so on Instagram, there's an Explore tab. And via the normal Facebook Ads Manager, you'll be able to, to pick Instagram Explore as one of the placement options. Uh, and it's, it's a simple opt-in to reach audiences in Explore. So we talk about ad load. Facebook has, uh, they're increasing ad load. So more ads in Facebook-owned properties coming to an app near you. <laughs> How about, I mean, we're talking transparency stuff. You want to do, we got to do Firefox. Browser wars are pretty cool. Yeah, well, let me throw in Microsoft because it's easy. You do? Okay. Uh, All right. It is easy. And I do, I'm interviewing someone in three minutes, so I'm going to do a rapid fire ending. Um, Let's do it. So Microsoft, all this stuff you're used to seeing in Google with final URLs, parallel tracking, custom parameters, they're adding all that. So all the parallel tracking nonsense you had to deal with for Google is now moving over to Microsoft Ads. So make sure you, you deal with that. And then for LinkedIn, this one was really interesting. We should probably talk about it more at another time. Uh, on LinkedIn, they basically had their product manager come on and talk about their algorithm. And the three things I took away from the new way to optimize your LinkedIn posts, number one... Uh, they're trying to show more content outside of the top 1% of contributors, so that's good, unless you're a top 1%er, which most of you are probably not. Number two, they're rewarding niche topics, so if you are talking about something more niche, you'll get more pickup versus a broad topic. And number three is, he was very specific, hashtags are still good, but use three or less. So I'm guessing once you start using four or more, they, they put it in a spam category of, of hashtag spam. And that used to be like, 101 on LinkedIn posts, like, oh, put a ton of hashtags in that. So apparently now three or less hashtags. Those are my strategies for LinkedIn. Now let's yeah. talk Firefox. Well, I'm a, the hashtag, I think it's also a good signal to the algorithm too when, for your advertising. And I think that's going to be a, a one that we're going to have to like pay attention to. It's going to be great for ABM, in my opinion, because now you're, you're giving more signal. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this. Here it is. Go check it out. Anyway, all right. Firefox, browser wars. This is great. This did is you, heating up. Did you up. do this thing? Oh, I was afraid. Yeah, me too. Well, tell the good people what it is. <laughs> so Firefox is launching what is called Track This. And it, what it's really trying to do is sour, what they call sour the taste of third-party cookies. But basically what it ends up doing is you get to pick your alternate ego. And so you get to pick between uh, Hyper Beast, Filthy Rich, Doomsday, or Influencer. And what happens with all of those different types of... Um, alter egos is it will open up a hundred different tabs based on that influencer doomsday filthy rich person right based off those personas to just mess with all <laughs> of the cookie tracking interest targeting stuff like that so basically you're going to open up all these and you're going to be able google's gonna be like oh this guy must be like really into like shoes and he must be like wealthy right. and it's like no not true it's I, pretty funny uh, I mean, did you pick a persona before you realized what it was going to do? Yeah, I picked Doomsday. <laughs> I picked Filthy Rich. <laughs> filthy <laughs> Rich, and they tell you, hey, we're going to open 100 tabs to make you look filthy rich. Advertisers will now think your life is a Bond movie, except with less booze and more credit card points. Luxury brands, fancy cars, exclusive clubs, does anything else even matter? Uh, so, you know my position on, like, I'm, I'm fine with people tracking me, so I don't want to introduce noise in the system but it is it's very funny and clever so if you don't like being retargeted go to track this dot link you can pick a persona and you will continue to get retargeted but it won't be the real you so maybe you'll feel a little more anonymous 
Yeah, I mean, Firefox's marketing campaign the last couple of weeks has been absolutely brilliant. So go check them out too, because here, here's my main takeaway for Firefox. I know Paul's got to go is they're, they're really focused on privacy, just like Safari, but they're saying, why would you have a browser made from an ad platform? That's very good question. Right. And why would you use a reporting tool from a, a data company? That, uh, sorry, I was going to go down the data studio uh, free. It's free. Same why for analytics. It, why is it free? Right? Uh, You're using analytics from Facebook and from Google, right? I mean, it's all these questions. They're good. I will end with Twitter does have a story which I can't not talk about. Um, so they have a special category just for Twitter. That, not a category. So they came up with this new concept that if you violate a policy as a politician on Twitter, they don't want to take your tweet down because they want to keep it up as public record. So since Donald Trump is such a douche and he writes such horrible offensive things, normally they just take them down, but they need to create this new category of like, well, we have to leave it up, but we need some way of telling people this is offensive. This is inciting violence. This is racist. You know, these are all the things that normally we'd take down, but we're not going to take down the tweets of the president. So they created this new kind of label they're going to put on tweets saying like, this is in violation, but we're going to leave it. So it's like the Trump rule in Twitter. So I haven't actually spent any time on Twitter looking for it, but I'm, I'm excited to see the new thing they have to create because our president, you know, is like a, a nine-year-old that just uh, learned some bad words. And he's always on Twitter acting like a maniac. So they created this new rule on Twitter for him. So sorry, person who writes reviews on iTunes about how we're anti-Trump. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm just speaking facts. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to roll into the ending. Thank you uh, for listening. And uh, if you want more headlines, you can always head over to blog.adsage.io and get more right in your inbox. Have a great week. See you, everyone.